Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey everybody, this is Jerry from Beyond the Rut, and I just want to let you know that this episode is going to sound a little different. See, as we interviewed Bert DeVera, a physical therapist who opened up a unique business, I actually handed my mic over to him because I wanted to capture him in the best quality possible. So I'm going to sound a little tinny or horrible <laughs> as you listen to this episode, and I just wanted you to know why. This is an episode worth listening to, however, because we're going to get into Bert's story about how he came to the United States from the Philippines, and then after a short career in physical therapy, he decided to get out of the physical therapy career rut, and he opened up a business where he was supplying labor for different home health agencies that needed physical therapists. Today, his business operates in multiple cities throughout the state of Texas, and we just get to share with him his story about overcoming challenges, going, getting out of his comfort zone, and then now that he's got a successful business, how he's going the next level and teaching others how to open up a business just like his. So thank you for tuning in, and that's what you've got in store for you, and welcome to Beyond the Rut. Welcome to episode 33 of Beyond the Rut Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry, from Beyond the Rut, and I have with me the other host, the mastermind behind the show, putting his nose to the mic, Brandon Cunningham. How are you doing today, Brandon? I am awesome as usual. Awesome. And you don't have your arm in the sling anymore, so those third graders who beat you up last week could not keep you down. I am filing charges, too. <laughs> Take them all down. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we have with us a special guest, Bert DeVera. He is a physical therapist. Actually, a physical therapist. You're going to say it better than I will. Rehabpreneur. There we go. <laughs> he just shared with us. So he a uh, physical therapist by trade. He's had a business that is just really taking off and we wanted to have him on the show and share with us what he's been up to so Bert tell us about yourself hey everybody um, hey Brandon hey Jerry thanks for having me here I'm a physical therapist in Texas since uh, 1998 and this is my 18th year so you can say I'm a veteran <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, I used to be a physical therapy employee a physical therapist employee for the first six years of my career from 98 to mid-2003. And for, the, for, for those first six years, you know, I gathered my experience and everything. But then in, in mid-2003, I had this itch of going on my own. For some reason, I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> like being in a rut. Yeah. Basically, like this is... Like I can do this. <laughs> exactly. So um, I was the main breadwinner. You know, my wife is um, taking care of the kids. And um, basically, a question popped up in my mind, what's going to happen if I can no longer work? <laughs> so that question led me to think about something and, and do something different. And that's when I started my business. That's awesome. So you were an employee under another physical therapist or like in a clinic. What were your basic duties? Just kind of like an assistant or? They call it a staff physical therapist. Um, what we do is we're in charge of evaluating patients, doing reevaluations and discharging. I supervise assistants. It's a basic physical therapy setting and mostly 
most of the things I've done is in, in the home health industry. So oh, okay. we take care of the uh, geriatric population, usually 65 years and over. So we take care of um, the old folks who can't get out of their homes and the doctors would order physical therapy at their homes because they just can't drive. They call them homebound. Yeah. So that's what um, we were doing back then. That's awesome. To to kind of give a little bit of background, you, you were not born in the United States. You were born in the Philippines. Exactly. And then you came here in 90... 97, 97, fourth quarter of 97. And you were how old then? I was 24. 24. And you were married at the time? Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned that <laughs> because it was really a leap of fate for both me and my wife because we, were ju- we just got married three weeks <laughs> and I wow. had to leave wow. because I had a contract to fulfill. So, And she was at the time also finishing her um, doctor of medicine degree back home in the Philippines, so she can't go with me either. Mm-hmm. So we had to make a sacrifice. Okay, let's get married. And then in three weeks... Just to be clear, the, the sacrifice was not getting married. It was, <laughs> it was the three weeks I did. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> maybe for her. Maybe. I, I, I've not met her, but, you know, she's like, okay, I'll sacrifice and marry you. <laughs> That's a good one. No, no, definitely not. That was the best thing we ever did. Yeah. And then three weeks into this marriage, you go to the United States exactly. and she stays in the Philippines. Exactly. And talk about culture shock <laughs> and, you know, being homesick. Uh, living on your own and everything so it, it was a great challenge it was really a leap of fate you know pursuing the american dream so you had no uh, family here and did you speak english or? english is actually the second language of uh, the philippines a lot of people don't know that wow. um you know our books are in english from day one as a matter of fact cool. there are even schools where if you speak the local dialect they penalize you to pay, <laughs> pay a peso or something like that. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that's how strict it was. And, um, you know, since Philippines also has this American basis, there's yes. a lot mm-hmm. of Western influence. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the Philippines, you'll see signs in English, you know, right. everything. Even a regular guy on the street can talk to you in English. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like that part of the story because a lot of a lot of our listeners are thinking, well, you know, I the the challenge is too great for me to leave this. Our our, our demographic is kind of like that comfortable person that I make good money, I'm secure, I got medical coverage, my life's okay, but it's not great. I'm not challenging myself. And so a lot of us will look at it and say, well, yeah, but I can't leave this job because of this, that. We all have excuses. So you're 24, newly married, and you're going to head off to the United States and and become something that you know is a dream of yours but with no family and and some uh background in english growing up that way but but you literally have to start over in a new country in a new world on on the other side of the world so you land in tampa and you're working for this company as a physical therapist staff member and and so so what do you do from there from tampa how did you get all the way to corpus well um just to step back a little bit, I do have some family relatives here in the United States, but they're all over in different states, you know. So when I came to Tampa, I went through all the, you know, regular orientation of a company. They teach you about life in the United States. <laughs> What's a credit card? How do you put gas in your car? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, where do you get groceries and stuff like that? So it was really a whole new lifestyle. Wow, and um, what they did was they would they actually 
did this uh, in-house review to prepare you for the board exams. They house you in an apartment with the other therapists. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I would use the metaphor of a military. You, you're right. going into the barracks and <laughs> this is your training ground. And then wow. we send you off. So uh, they sent us in different places. My first assignment was in Amarillo, actually. Yeah, I was working in Amarillo in a nursing home over there. And um, how I ended up in, in Corpus is a long story, but to make it short, I changed companies, and the company that I went with put me in Victoria, Texas, to work for a, a home health company. And then my wife and I decided to explore the surrounding areas, and we saw Corpus, and we fell in love with Corpus because it's like pretty much like Philippines. Yeah. Where Philippines is surrounded by water with 7,100 <laughs> islands. Wow. And when we saw the water, it's like, ah, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so how long after you got here did your wife finally get to come here? I got here in 97, and then I went home and um, got her in 99. Wow. So we, to be exact, we were apart from each other for one year, seven months. Wow. Three weeks after getting married. <laughs> that was tough. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now... Back to the show. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's almost like a military marriage. I mean, like, you got married, and then, boom, you went off on deployment in a sense. <laughs> right. Except you went on deployment to establish the American dream. Right. That's great. I think, so So those of you that are listening that have your excuses, you know, if you already know how to put in gas in your car and use a credit card and buy groceries <laughs> and, and, and this is where you were born, so you speak the language, all your excuses are out the, the window now. Go ahead and take that chance and just chase that dream because ultimately you wanted to be a physical therapist, but now you really want to transition into the, uh, as you call it, rehab entrepreneur or rehabpreneur. I don't remember how we put that earlier. Well, I, I, it's it's both. You can call mm -hmm. it rehab entrepreneur or rehabpreneur. It's I chose the name uh, rehabpreneur because it, it translates and it resonates with me. I see myself as an entrepreneur who happens to be a physical therapist, as opposed to being a physical therapist who wants to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's great. That fit, and the reason we wanted to have you on here because your story is so good. Because you could be a physical therapist for the next thirty, forty years and be happy. You make a good living. Your life will be fine. You know, your kids will be happy. Everybody will have everything they need. But you're not comfortable being comfortable. You want to try something new and you want to branch out and build. And also eventually, and I don't know if we want to go there yet, but eventually you want to have a podcast and you want to talk to other physical therapists about things they can do to improve their business. Exactly. 
And to me, that's what's so great about your story is that you're driven by helping other people be better. That's that's ultimately what you want to do is just physical therapy does that, but also just helping other physical therapists to just be better in their lives. Exactly. And and that's why I'm, I'm preparing to come up with an online course where I can teach them how to do what I'm doing. I actually call it physical therapy practice without a clinic or in short, um, mobile or mobile PT practice. Um, the main goal of this practice is to teach therapists that you can actually have a practice with very low overhead and do it even while you're working at your full-time job. So that's the main essence of my course. How can they do it? How can they start? And basically telling them my story and what I've learned for the past, I would say, uh, from two, I started 2003 to so 2016, so past 13 years, I've been doing all the trial and error on how to do this. So I want to teach them how to do that. That's great. Yeah. yeah uh, a few months ago, actually, we had lunch together and right. you shared with me how your business is structured and you compared it to how the traditional physical therapy practice goes and they're complete, uh, completely different animals in a way. And the way you do it, it was just amazing to me, which is really why I wanted to have <laughs> him on the show and it's why he put a course together. Uh, could you tell our audience a little bit about how a traditional physical therapy office or practice is run and then how yours is different, I guess, without giving away the course. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to let you know how to connect after the, at the end of the show. So if you're interested in this, we'll let you know how you can get plugged into that course. Sure. Sure. Um, Great question, by the way, Jerry. So in a traditional physical therapy practice, usually in our industry, when you say private practice, automatically we think of a brick and mortar clinic where you have the equipment, and then you have your receptionist, you have your staff, and then you build Medicare and insurance and collect copays. Right now, that's a tough, tough model for a, a physical therapy you know, to, to follow as a private practice because there are always changes with Medicare, <laughs> issues with insurance, you know, um, difficulty in collecting copays and yes. stuff like that. And then the problem is what... Regardless of how many patients you get in your clinic, you're stuck with a permanent overhead expense. Yeah. So if the patients coming in are not enough to cover your overhead, then you're in the red. Yes. In accounting terms, we call that negative. Yeah. So the difference is in my practice, I call it, like I said, physical therapy practice without a clinic or mobile PT practice. The difference is I don't have the brick and mortar overhead. I don't have any full-time staff. I don't bill Medicare. I don't bill insurance. I don't even market to doctors. Wow. This is a cool part. <laughs> so how so, do you make money? <laughs> how do I make money? We get referrals. And then once we get referrals, that's the only time I hire somebody or I already have staff in my roster to see patients for me. So it's pay as you go. It's a beautiful model because I will only pay somebody if they bring in revenue. Wow. If you don't bring in revenue, <laughs> I don't pay you. That's uh, that's the American dream in essence. That's exactly, capitalism exactly, at its core. Exactly. And and it, you know, people listening to this might ask, well, how do you get people who would agree to that kind of arrangements, right? Right. Well, there are therapists who already have their full-time jobs. They got benefits, they got everything. But they need extra money on the side either to pay their student loans mm. or shopping money or blow money, however you want to call it. They need these jobs that I provide to them to supply or finance 
those things. Like I said, either paying their student loans or whatnot. So I find them, I put them in my roster, and then once we get referrals, we call them. So I'm a physical therapist, but I actually work a day job. Is mm-hmm. that? But I have my physical therapy certification, so I can. I'm I'm kind of like a. Uh, I'm thinking of of nurses, like the okay. nurses on call, kind of. Uh, right. What do they call it? Where the nurses go all over the country and traveling nurses traveling nurses so basically they're traveling physical therapists they they work a day job but they also do this on the side right they don't have to be necessarily a traveling therapist they can be local wherever you live you will always find this um, therapist looking for some extra job on the side because the problem now is say for example in a nursing home if there's not enough caseload in a nursing home they don't want these therapists sitting around and getting paid by the hour right what they do is they send them home so if I'm a physical therapist and they send me home, that sucks. Yeah, you don't make any money. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like that arrangement. So I would look for stuff that would make up for that lack of job or work. And so I look for companies like, like mine. I right. offer, you know, like what I offer. So, so how would, as, as a nursing home, why would they hire you as opposed to somebody who takes Medicare? And I assume most, nurse, most nursing homes operate on Medicare. I'm not real knowledgeable of the situation, but sure, no problem. How, how do you, why would I call you as opposed to say Jerry who takes Medicare? Okay. Well, the thing is, number one, let me step back a little bit. We don't uh, cater to the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. We cater mostly to the um, home health industry. Right. So what happens is with the home health industry, they would rather call a company like mine because it's also a low overhead for them. They don't have to hire any in-house therapists that they have to pay you know, full-time with benefits. Right. So if it's pay-as-you-go in my case, it's also pay-as-you-go in their case. Oh. So it's a win-win situation. So once they, they get called by the doctor, let's say you had a total knee replacement and you just got out of the hospital. And the doctor said, okay, um, Brandon, you need to continue your therapy at home. You can't drive right now. Right. Okay. So the doctor assigns a prescription and calls his home health agency. Guys, I want you to take care of Brandon for four weeks. Here's a prescription, three times a week physical therapy. So the agency gets that prescription, right? And then the agency now would say, okay, we need to staff this. Who can see Brandon? Oh, yeah, we have Bert's company. Let's call him. Hey, Bert, we got Brandon here, total in replacement. Can you guys take care of him? Of course we can. We'll just bill you for it. That's all. I pay, I pay you or the home health pays you? The home health pays me. Awesome. Because the home health now will charge your Medicare or your insurance. Ah, so your that's company awesome. is not chasing down Medicare. You're not having to fight tooth and nail to take back the 2% that they're holding on to. Uh, <laughs> exactly. In one bill, they pay it or they don't get to use you again, basically. Right? Exactly. I, I don't deal with any Medicare codings. They call it ICD-10 yeah. codes and whatnot. <laughs> I don't deal with that. Most people that uh, maybe if you if you're not familiar with the medical field, the only way you get paid is to hire that one person that knows the ICD nine booklet and yeah. and all of those codes and knows how to do that. Right. And that's the most important person in the practice because that's the person that gets you paid. Exactly. But avoiding that means that you get to avoid all of that overhead. Exactly. Uh, and you need study you got to research every year and all that right. kind of good stuff and so you started that here in corpus christi but you're not just in corpus christi anymore you're how many cities are you operating in today after 13 years 
we have expanded in the Dallas Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. San Antonio, uh, McAllen, down to Brownsville, and then Corpus Christi is our headquarters since I'm from here. Yes. And uh, the beauty of this is, even though we have expanded through those cities, everything can be operated online. Mm-hmm. We see everything through online documentation. I know what my staff in Dallas has done and, and who they saw on certain dates. The internet, guys, it's just <laughs> open a lot of things oh, yeah. that make makes a business a lot easier. So I, believe it or not, I operate my business on my iPhone. Wow. So, <laughs> so you, you never know. have to go to Dallas or McAllen? No, or, sir. You, know, you don't see patients in either one of those places? No, sir. Unless <laughs> I want to and visit my staff and take him out to dinner or lunch, you know, to kind of see how things are going. Because in business, it's always necessary it's always good to have a face-to-face meeting once in a oh, while yeah, right. with your staff um yeah but overall it, to me i think it's it's brilliant it's beautiful yeah. and about how many people do you have on staff right now i have between 50 to 60 therapists okay in our company and none of them are full-time all of them are <laughs> what we call prn yes. before i don't pay any benefits or anything like that i can sleep well at night because i don't have to think of oh, giving joe a full-time load this week or next week yeah yeah and you don't have an hr department you don't have an accounting department you don't have all this overhead of of building buildings and clinics so if somebody wants to stop by your clinic where do they go well, actually, we don't have a clinic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We we just send our, our crew to the patient's home. So, yeah. so how do I get to you if I want a physical therapy? Like if I just want therapy, I just had a carpal tunnel uh, surgery last uh, Friday. And if I want a physical therapist on my own, I just, I want to connect with you. Can I do that? Or do I need to go through like a home health or my doctor or something like that? Good question. Well, you always have to work through the system. That's the thing in, in the United <laughs> States. Everything has to go through the process and the system. And um, in your case, your doctor has to write you a prescription whether to go to a, an actual outpatient clinic or be seen at home. Mm-hmm. In your case, most likely your doctor will send you to a clinic because, right. number one, you're not homebound. You can drive. You can go anywhere. Um, and then the outpatient clinic will probably have more things to offer to you as far as equipments or whatnot, as opposed to being treated at home. So uh, it just depends what your doctor wants as far as your treatment. Now, do you do private pay? If I just want to pay you directly, would you come to my house and do physical therapy? Do you do, do you have any uh, patients like that? I don't know if that's a... Are you hiring him right now? <laughs> <laughs> pay you to go work out for me? Or... <laughs> that's a good question. Actually... I believe we can do private pay, but to answer your question, I have not done any private pay. Um, in some states, actually, they do what they call cash-based practice. Right. I have um, colleagues. Um, I know one in New York that's doing a cash-based uh, mobile PT practice, and she's mm-hmm. really doing great. But um, in Texas, I have not heard of anybody doing that because usually people would rather use their Medicare and insurance benefits as opposed to paying cash. Right. You know, but uh, I was thinking in terms of that concierge kind of service, I know is becoming big on the East Coast of doctors and dentists and physical therapists, stuff like that, doing uh, basically kind of a concierge service. So you could call this one service and they'll send out whoever, you know, you need that obviously for people with a lot of money. I mean, not everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the other workaround with that model is um, I've heard some physical therapists that would 
let the patients do their own application for reimbursement. Right. Say you pay cash, here's the form, send this to your insurance so you can get reimbursed. There's a lot so, to do that. Yeah, they would pass the, the task or the legwork to the patient. But, but then again, you'll have to find clients that are willing to pay you cash <laughs> up front right. and do that legwork later on, you know? So you're, so you're this big-time physical therapist. You're making enough money. You're happy. Your kids are happy. Wife's happy. And now you've decided to go in a little different direction and uh, start a podcast. So tell us a little bit about, about that podcast. It's not really going to compete with ours, obviously, but <laughs> you're going to have some different content. But talk a little bit about what, makes, uh, what, what made you want to do that and then what your podcast is going to be about. Sure. Um, thanks for asking about that. My podcast is going to be about physical therapists that are actually doing what they want to do besides the nine-to-five job. So the goal of my podcast is to inspire other physical therapists that, you know, this can be done. If you don't want to get stuck with a nine-to-five job, my goal is to share the stories of other physical therapists who got out of that rut. Right. You know, I want, to, I want to share what they did, you know, from step one to step done, you know, and basically start with sharing my own story, how, how I got out of the nine to five job. So that's going to be the essence of the podcast. And I think it'll benefit a lot of physical therapists and not only physical therapists, I'm sure even people from other industries will learn on, you know, from, from a stories, right? Because basically, you know, the, the main denominator for somebody getting out of the nine to five job to having their own business, the main denominator is, you know, having that leap of fate to, to just do it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That, that's really what we started with, with, with beyond the rut is just, it's the fear that keeps you in the rut. And if you just have that faith to jump out of it, worst case scenario, you get back in the rut and get back in your nine to five job. You're not going to die. So that's take right. a chance, see what happens. Cause clearly, and that, that's kind of the way I set it up for you is too, is you're fine where you're at, but you want to keep challenging yourself to learn more and to do more and to, and, and to help other people. Your right. goal is not to make you great. It's to make other people lift other people up too, which makes you such a great story and why we wanted to have you on the podcast too. I appreciate that. So we haven't started yet, but you're probably going to get this podcast started in the next uh, six minutes, six weeks. <laughs> six. Well, my time frame is uh, probably in the next three months. Um, good friend here, Jerry, is going to – going to help me on how to put the technical stuff together because um, I know what my content is going to be, but I'm yeah. not a techie guy. But I just want to add something, if I may. You mentioned uh, fate and fear, and I just want to share something real quick, if I may. I think for those of you listening right now and you have this fear of getting into the entrepreneurial world, I just want to let you know that you cannot let fear stop you. The main The main thing between, I would say, um, what's the main ingredient or what's common between fear and fate? The answer is you have to believe one of them. Right. So whether you, you've, you, be, you have your fear, you have your fate, you have to choose to believe one of them. So in my case, I chose to believe my fate because if I'm going to believe something anyway, why not believe in my fate? Right. Right. So and like you said, if it doesn't work, then I always go back to where I was and nothing changed. Exactly. Exactly. So actually, just to share a little bit, that's how I convinced my wife <laughs> to, uh, to go into business. <laughs> For me to go into business, I'd, at that time before I started, we had about three months of emergency fund. So I told her, honey, I want to do this. If it doesn't work out in three months, 
I can always go back, find a job. Right. And I got her blessings and the rest is history. That's great. We did a, pro- a podcast a while back and uh, I'll get Jerry to uh, note it in the, in the show notes, but uh, about making a plan and, you know, and if you're married or you're, you know, with someone else, whatever your situation is, make a plan and, and work together. And, and I love that. I, I got to meet your wife because she sounds incredible. She, she's she obviously got a lot of faith to, to go through all of this. But if you come to the other person with a plan, not just, hey, I'm going to quit my job and move to Montana and open up a fishing place. It's like, wait a minute, what's your plan? And if you present it that way with the emergency fund, and we did a podcast on getting your financial situation squared away so right. you can make these kind of moves. Because a lot of people are in a rut for fear, but some are in a rut for bad financial decisions you now have to keep your job because you haven't managed your finances right right so get that in order get a plan together and then then go to your wife or husband or whatever your situation is and and present that with with a plan and that way you know like you said in three months this doesn't work out hey i'll I'll go to work at mcdonald's i'll do whatever i have to do to make sure you guys are taken care of if you will support me uh you know following my dream and and that's the best way to go about that right i love that so if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Right now, the best way to connect with me is I'll give you my personal email. I normally don't give this out, but I will. <laughs> it's uh, bertpt at gmail.com. So that's B as in boy, E-R-T as in tango, P-T as in physical therapy, bertpt at gmail.com. That's great. And you can email and get a little bit more information about uh, if you're a physical therapist listening or you know one or are friends with one, maybe pass this uh, podcast on to them and let them know this is uh, something that's coming out soon. They can, uh, And we'll, of course, promote it on the show whenever you do launch. We'll talk about it. And, I appreciate that. Uh, awesome. Anything else you want to throw out there before we close out? Uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me in the show. I really appreciate your your time and and your thoughts of having me here and sharing what I'm doing. Um, I think you guys are doing a great thing and you're going to touch a lot of uh, lives, wannabe entrepreneurs. You know, um, I think you guys are doing a great thing. Thank you, Bert. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to the episode 33 of Beyond the Rut podcast. You can find the show notes to this episode at beyondtherut.com slash 033. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review, rate our show, and then most importantly, the best way you can support us is by sharing us with a family a friend, a coworker, or anybody you come across who could use this input and this kind of inspiration. Also, if there's anything you wish we had covered with Bert that we missed, give us a call at 361-596-3788 and leave us a voicemail. We'll tackle that question in a future episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.